0: And now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the Talk of the New River Valley, 1017, 1035, and 1460, WRAD. Good morning, everyone. Welcome into the Tim Donnelly Show, Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM as well. You can catch us on the TuneIn app, download it to your phone, search WRAD. You can also catch us on WRAD radio.com. It is a Wednesday, which means coming up in just about two hours, we will have the Roth Report joining us. Uh, will be Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Famer Bill Roth, uh, current uh, broadcaster for multiple networks. Um, and he'll join us for the Roth Report at around 8.05. Uh, Lobro is joining me here inside the Makadoo studio. Guests and callers do join us on the Baker Team hotline. That's 540-639-639. 4900. That's 540-639-4900. Now, as always, we're going to start the show with something we call gotcha covered. What that means is there's going to be a conversation you're going to find yourself in today, and it's going to be about sports. Whether it's uh, you know, when everyone's mulling about at the cubicle farm, whether it's at happy hour, a PTA meeting, whatever it is, or PTO, I learned that's what you called it, uh, Lobro. Yeah. It was always parent teacher association for me growing up. PTO, I guess, it was organization.
1: Yeah. And yeah. So it kind of confuses me whenever like literally everyone else says PTA, unless I was dreaming and it wasn't actually PTO. But I well,
0: mean, you went, you went to school around here, so yep, maybe it, maybe it's maybe. PTO around here. So if you if you're going to have a conversation at the PTO meeting or PTA meeting about sports, I want to make sure you, you know, what's being talked about. You're not, you know, doing the old nod and uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh yeah. And you actually don't know what you're talking about. So what we do is we do something called "Gotcha Covered to make sure you know what's going on in the sports world. It's five minutes, and it starts right now. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. And just so everybody knows, if you are going to make a bad decision, do not do what Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred did, which is waffle on that bad decision. There is only one thing worse than a bad decision. It is a bad decision made indecisively. Rob Manfred came out and he referenced the commissioner's trophy, the World Series Championship trophy, as a piece of metal in a press conference. He then called the press conference to apologize for that comment. When you're calling press conferences to go back on what you had a press conference for, you've completely lost control. Here's my advice. Whatever you say, stick to it. You're supposed to be a person that is decisive and in control of others. Stick to what you got to say. Be decisive. Stand your ground. As bad as that sounds, you need to be someone that is looked upon at least as someone that can stick to your guns. Even LeBron James is coming out and calling out Commissioner Manfred saying, I don't play baseball, but look, I know sports. And then going in on Rob Manfred. I don't know if this could possibly, meaning the Astros situation, could possibly be handled worse by Major League Baseball than it is being handled. They've upset the players so much that players from other sports are now joining in just because it looks fun to bash a commissioner. And, and, And that's not good for the sport. Right, it's, it's, it's a classroom right now where the kids don't respect the teacher, and when the kids don't respect the teacher, nobody's doing any learning. If, if the players don't respect the commissioner, the league is not going to be as healthy as it possibly can be. They need to do damage co- control, something serious. This weekend, Wilder Fury. We're getting one of the three boxing matches that I absolutely want to make the heavyweight bout, make the heavyweight title fight. What it was in the past, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 50 years ago. These two guys fought to a draw last time they were in the ring together with Tyson Fury. Somehow, some way, willing himself off the, Kansas, the canvas excuse me, and, and being one of the few people that can say completely took a Deontay Wilder uh, hot shot and, and did not go to sleep for the next 10 minutes. Um, I'm excited to see this. I hope you are as well. Cam Newton, according to Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer, I'm going to read the headline word for word for you here and got you covered. Cam Newton and the Panthers' inevitable breakup has never been more clear. The end is near. And that's about all you need to know when it comes to, to the Panthers, right? Cam Newton on the way out, and it is a new era for Carolina football. Unfortunately, this probably means they are going to waste the entire prime uh, of Christian McCaffrey, when you lose Olsen and you lose Newton and you lose Keekley and you lose Davis and you lose Khalil and all you have left is Christian McCaffrey and running backs do not have long primes, you realize that Matt Rule is going to bring in, quote unquote, his guy at quarterback, probably a young guy. And it's going to take that young guy two or three years to to really dive in and dig in and get his feet wet and then you're going to realize Christian McCaffrey's pushing 30, and then you're going to realize Christian McCaffrey's due for a really gigantic deal, and they're going to give him that deal because it's Christian McCaffrey, and that's going to hamstring the rest of the team. The Carolina Panthers are in a very, very tough situation. ESPN released their FPI rankings for the football upcoming season. Virginia Tech comes in 25th. Now, ESPN FPI rankings are very much numbers-based, so this is not – uh, a group getting into a room like a committee would and deciding. This is numbers, right? It's statistics. It's who's returning. It's how much of your returning production is still on campus. So Virginia Tech coming in at 25 essentially is is the numbers saying Virginia Tech's experience and how much they are returning sets them up for a top 25 season, but not a slam dunk top 25 season. Somewhere around uh, number 25. Hokie basketball tonight, they are taking on Miami as they look to avenge a 71-61 loss to the Hurricanes in Miami at the end of January. Chris Likes is playing, which which changes the whole game. Chris Likes did not play last time Virginia Tech played against Miami. Miami still won without arguably their best player, but it might be a situation where Chris Likes actually makes them a better matchup for the Hokies because he has an undersized guard where they can kind of swallow him up with Wabisa Beatty. Uh, Last thing here, Drew Brees announced that not only is he coming back, but he's coming back to the Saints, which I'm sure his agent loved because he doesn't have a contract with the Saints yet, and that basically got rid of all of his leverage. But if you're Drew Brees, why would you play anywhere else? Thomas, Kamara, Brees, they're going to make one more run at it in the NFL. That is Got You Covered here on the Tim Donnelly Show, WRAD 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. Real quickly here at the top of the show, I do want to address something that, uh, that I put on Twitter yesterday. Um, for those of you that don't follow me on Twitter, at Donnelly Sports, um, but also you, you may want to hear this before you do so. <laughs> um, There's a bit of personal news. Tomorrow, which is Thursday, February 20th, uh, will be my final time hosting the Tim Donnelly Show uh, here on WRAD. Um, I have decided to, to move along, take an opportunity elsewhere, going to stay in the Commonwealth, going to keep following Hokies, uh, going to keep doing all that, but, but I'm going to be doing so from a, from a different city. So, so, uh, few thank yous. And, and I don't want to make this, you know, I, I rail against Derek Jeter's retirement tour and I make fun of the fact that, you know, Dwayne Wade created his own hashtag for, for retiring from the uh, NBA so I'm definitely not going to do that, but I do just want to give give a quick thank you shout out a uh, to everyone here at the station, uh, whether it be the the higher ups that I don't interact with often, or the uh, the guys and ladies here in in the studio section, the upstairs as we call it or as I call it, um, that work with us every day. Um, just want to say thank you. I, I, I've had a ton of time, a ton of fun during my time here with uh, New River Radio and and. Um, I look back on the memories fondly. Uh, also, and and most importantly, and I said this on Twitter as well, uh, I want to thank Hokie fans for allowing me to be part of your fandom and allowing me to speak honestly about the team and not killing me too badly and letting me know when I stepped out of line, but also making me part of of your Hokie fandom. And um, you know, I'm always gonna consider myself part of Hokie Nation. I'm always gonna be trying to get here for games. I'm not going so far that it's more than drive. So you know you'll you'll see me on Saturdays popping up here in Blacksburg, um, but but I uh, just want to say thank you. And uh, lastly, part of the reason why I'm going to be extra calm, extra cool, extra collected on my way out the door here uh, is because uh, I trust the people in the building to continue bringing uh, sports to the New River Valley, considered uh, continuing coverage of the the Radford Highlanders, local high schools, Virginia Tech, and and everything else that. Uh, you've come to to expect from us at the Tim Donnelly show. Uh, and that, of course, is including Lobro. So uh, Lobro is not going anywhere. Uh, ex- I expect big things out of him. I expect big things out of uh, whoever sits in this chair, because I know the support system they'll have behind the scenes. Um, and, and I know they'll be given every opportunity to uh, to succeed. So, again, I'm not going to, you know, do the the 20 city retirement tour and, and do all that. I'm just going to Kind of leave after the show tomorrow and 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 make my way out of here. Um, But uh, I did want to give you guys a little bit of a heads up, just so on Friday, if you tune in between six and nine, you're not going. What's going on here? Uh, You know, we got to be honest with each other.
1: Well, I'm gonna say this: I've learned a lot about sports since you've (laughs) hopped on. So, like, I definitely, it's something I've. You know, I'm not the biggest sports guy, but I definitely think that I'm like a lot better educated on it now that I've been with you for uh, sitting in here with you three hours a day for. The last like year and a half or so. So it, it's definitely it's been a great experience.
0: If I do have a regret, hmm. it's that I couldn't get you to watch better movies. <laughs> if if there's You'll one try. if there's one regret, it's that uh I've sat in, in the same room for for 3 hours for the better part of of a year and a half, right? Uh, yeah. Shout out to Big Nate, shout out to intern Tristan who who produced the show quite a bit uh early on. Um but but I could not get you to start watching movies where people didn't wear capes.
1: Maybe one day it'll probably be after you leave that I'll finally start watching them, or I'll stumble upon it on TV or something, and then I'll be like, "Wow, Tim was right."
0: Nope. here, see, here's the thing: when when you're watching movies where people aren't wearing capes, you have to watch the real version because there's some some adults conversations and themes, and if you watch them on TV, you know when they reformat for TV and they they edit, you're not going to get the full the full run. I'm r- just
1: saying, I know that. But I'm j- I, I just but, I, I,
0: I, I want to make sure, so you're not listening. You so. Two years from now, you're like, "Oh, Tim told me to watch this movie. I should watch it." But you watch the TBS edit, and then you're like, "This isn't any good because you missed out on like two crucial scenes that are quintessential to the movie." Okay,
1: they're not gonna take out crucial scenes. They're gonna take out like an like an extra piece of dialogue or something. They're not gonna like or take br- it brings out you out of the movie.
0: I mean, we could have this debate, right? It brings you out of the movie when when uh you know it's supposed to say one word, and then in- and instead you see their mouth say the one word, but you hear stuff instead of what, what you're supposed to hear. <laughs> it right. takes you out of the movie, and now you're remembering that it's a movie. Just watch the real versions of, of some really good movies and and let that be my legacy to you. Watch some good movies. Um, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, Rob Manfred uh, re- rehashing, taking back a poor comment. LeBron James crushing Rob Manfred, uh, which is funny because he's not even a baseball player. Uh, so, so it's an interesting time for Major League Baseball. We'll get to it right after this, right here on the Tim Donnelly Show. All your hokey news in one place. Tune into the Hokie Hour, weekday mornings at 7 on WRAD. Welcome back, Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 a.m. I'm going to tell you a lesson I learned as a youngster. Ready? Life lessons. One more on the way out. If you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake at 100 miles an hour. Right? If you're going to make a mistake, go hard. Right? That, that's a lesson you learn in, in like youth basketball. Right? If you're not going to know what to do, you better be hustling when you do it. If, you, if, you, if you're going to make a bad decision, don't make it be a bad decision with lazy effort. That's my advice to Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred made a bad decision. He gave the Houston Astros immunity. He let them walk scot-free for their cheating. And now the world is is at his doorstep with pitchforks and, and torches, and they're ready to riot. And he's handling it horrendously because he's doing it half speed. Right? He's making a mistake, but he's not doing it while hustling. Right, He said, and this is his words, the trophy, referring to the trophy, the World Series trophy, the commissioner's trophy, was just a piece of metal. Then he came out and he apologized for referencing to the championship trophy as a piece of metal because he was saying, you know, that's not what I was going for. How about this? How about if you say it and you believe it, you stand by it, you stick to your guns? As bad of a decision as it was to say, you need to be stalwart in your decisions because you are a decisive leader. And here's the other thing. I get what he was saying. He just needed to explain it better. Right? Everyone was acting like he was degrading the championship by calling the championship trophy a piece of metal. But that's not what he was doing. What he was saying was, listen, we can take away the trophy, but we can't take away what the trophy represents. Athletes bust their hump year in and year out to win a championship, not to win a trophy. Right? Who won the 2013 NCAA basketball championship? Louisville did. Louisville had their trophy taken away from them, right? They don't have the banner. They don't have the the NCAA acknowledging their victory. But when I ask who won the 2013 championship, it's Louisville. Who lost to Kansas with, with Mario Chalmers knocking down the shot in the NCAA championship? Memphis did. Derrick Rose did. John Calipari did. They made those two teams... The Louisville may not have the piece of wood, that the, the wooden tower that you get when you win a national championship, but they won. And that's essentially what Rob Manfred was saying. Listen, we could take away the trophy, but you can't take away the championship. We can take away the, the piece of metal, but we can't take away what that piece of metal represents. We can't take away what that piece of metal is, right? What you work extra hard for. That's what he was saying. Is that a good decision? Was that a smart thing to say? Heck no. Heck no. But you know what's worse than saying something stupid? Saying something stupid and then immediately apologizing and acknowledging that you didn't put the proper thought into what you were saying. You're a commissioner of Major League Baseball. I wouldn't take that kind of indecisiveness from my fantasy football commissioner. I'm in a, uh, a pretty extensive fantasy golf league, right? It's like golf pool. I don't know if it's fantasy golf, uh, but it's a golf pool, right? And there's, there's a commissioner and every once in a while, a question pops up, right? Uh, part of the, the requirements are you have to put in an American and an international golfer into each tournament. You have to select, right? And once you use them, you lose them, whatever. There's a bunch of rules. Uh, you know, week six of the season, somebody plays two Americans, people have questions on, hey, what's the punishment for putting in two Americans? If they came back with, I don't know, what do you guys think? I'd be like, oh, this league is a joke. Right? Indecisiveness from a position of power makes you a joke. You know, instead they come back with, well, uh, you know, you use both of them, so so you can't use either of them moving forward, and you only get to count the points from one of them. Here's how it is. Here's how it's broken down. This is what we've decided to do. Here's the punishment. Then I'm like, oh, okay. This league's legit. We can make it happen. I get that. I understand what's happening here. Rob Manfred is the, the ultimate, meh, well, I don't know. We'll figure it out later. You have a team that cheated. Either punish them or don't punish them. Give me a reason why you didn't punish them and stick to your guns. The only thing worse than a bad decision is a bad decision that you're waffling on. If I'm going to jump off a cliff, right, and I haven't tested the water beneath me, it's a bad decision, right? Oh, yeah. But you know what's worse? hesitating right before I jump and not making it far enough away from the cliff, right? If you're going to jump, you better jump 10 feet out into that water so if it's deep enough, you'll land in the deep water. It's it's still a bad decision, but make it wholeheartedly, right? A bad decision becomes much worse if you hesitate and end up hitting the cliff halfway down, right? It doesn't matter if the water is deep enough. It doesn't matter if, if you're getting hit by a boulder because you went, no, I'm going to go, ah, don't, ah, and then you fall. If you're going to make a bad decision, make a bad decision with gusto. At least I can respect you, even if I don't agree with you. Right? I put on Twitter that, that, I, that I'm leaving WRAD yesterday. And first of all, thank you to everybody that reached out. There were plenty of, of positive responses and we're going to miss you and hope everything goes well and, and well wishes. Uh, But there were also a couple that said, like, hey, man, we didn't always agree. We didn't always see eye to eye, but there was always respect there, right? I can disagree with people and respect them. I can disagree with what Rob Manfred's doing, but if he does so in a way that shows that he cares and that he's going for it, I can respect that. The way he's handling it now, not only do I think he's a terrible commissioner, but he's a terrible commissioner that I don't respect as a decision maker. And you know who else doesn't respect him? A gentleman by the name of LeBron James. We'll go to his comments when we come back right after this, right here Tim Donnelly Show. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. You want to know how I know Rob Manfred is handling this baseball Astros punishment situation, all kinds of the wrong way. It's transcending sports. (laughs) It's going beyond baseball, right? It's, it's like, you know, you're, you're doing something bad when people that aren't affected by it are upset by it, right? Yeah. Like, like if, if. If you don't like seafood and you're complaining about Red Lobster, Red Lobster's doing something really bad, right? Because you wouldn't go there anyway. So so they must really be doing something to to eat at your craw. Uh, Rob Manfred is now catching heat from LeBron James. I guess basketball has everything going so well that their lead activist, LeBron James, got to look elsewhere. He starts looking to the less fortunate. He's going, you know what? I I don't know if baseball players have as much influences basketball players so I'm gonna help them out this is a direct tweet from LeBron James uh it came 5 25 p.m yesterday right so it's just you know an evening around you know early dinner time on a random February Tuesday and LeBron thinks you know what I'm about to flame throw the baseball commissioner let's hear it listen this is from LeBron listen I know I don't play baseball Side note, thank you for for getting that out of the way, LeBron. We all thought you were a baseball player. Listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I am in sports, and I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title and I found out about it, I would be bleeping irate. He also censored the word, but I think we know what word he was using there. And I found out I would be bleeping irate. I mean like uncontrollable about what I would, could do. Listen here, baseball commissioner. Listen to your players speaking uh, speaking today about how disgusted, mad, hurt, broken, et cetera, et cetera, about this. Literally, the ball, with an emoji of a baseball, is in your court, parentheses, or should I say field, and you need to fix this for the sake of sports. Hashtag, this is one hashtag, just my thoughts coming from a sports junkie regardless my own sport I play. I didn't know tweets could be that long. That was two. That was two tweets. Oh, okay. It was a, a Twitter thread. First of all, referring to Rob Manfred as "Listen here, baseball commissioner." I mean, that's a dart thrown right there, right? That that's I not using someone's name is a is a jab, right? Using their title. If if you're at a bar and someone walks up to you and and says, "Listen here, sweatshirt." Ooh. Listen here, bartender. Ooh. Right? Like not saying like listen here, Jeff. I mean, unless you go to the doctor and you're like, "All right, doctor."
1: You know. You
0: would still say doctor blank blank. Like Dr. Lobro, Dr. Brown, whatever you you wouldn't just walk in like, "Hey, doc." Right? That's disrespectful. So LeBron James was coming out here saying like, "Listen, you're messing up to the point where I think you need to be publicly shamed. And it almost means more coming from LeBron because he's completely unaffected by it, right? This isn't Aaron Judge, who did come out against the Astros saying, you know, it's not fair. I, I, you know, they cheated. They don't deserve it. It's not Aaron Judge because Aaron Judge is, you could argue, has motivation to have the Astros stripped of certain titles. If they take away Jose Altuve's MVP, guess who finished second in MVP voting? Aaron Judge. For this upcoming season, if they suspend half the Astros roster, guess who has a better chance of making the World Series? The Yankees and Aaron Judge.
1: This is coming from somebody that, like, if you know, if they took away his MVP, it doesn't mean LeBron James is going to have a better <laughs> shot of the championship in exa- the exa- NBA.
0: Exactly. Jose Altuve's success does not positively or negatively impact LeBron James at all.
1: They're on two separate grids.
0: They are, they are two separate levels of fame, two separate levels of influence, two separate sports. They're, they're not competing for the same things, right? The endorsements that Jose Altuve takes, LeBron James wouldn't even take a call about, right? If you're not talking about giving him equity or giving him millions and millions of dollars, he's got no time for you. So LeBron coming out and first of all, saying that and saying, you know what, I actually agree with him when he says, but I am in sports and I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title, I would be blanking irate. Sometimes it really is that simple. It's like, why, did what, why is what the Astros did so bad? It's like, well, because there is an entire league of the most competitive people on the planet that now feel like they weren't playing on a level playing field. Because they weren't. They weren't, exactly. And we talk about this all the time. Even to be the last guy on the roster of a professional sports team, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, soccer, lacrosse, even to be the last guy on the roster, you have to be a competitive freak. You have to be a, like, a little annoying to be around on game night. And in some cases a lot annoying to be around on, on family game night, right? You are the one who's who's getting absolutely furious that you allow your seven-year-old niece to re-roll because she didn't understand the rules when, hey, she's just got to learn. You, you are that type of person. Right? When you're playing with the kids, hey, just just roll again. It's fine. Just roll again. You didn't know what was going on. Then there's the one person looking and, ah, you know, like, uh, it's not my fault she landed on a a, a ladder or a chute. She just got to, you know, go down. Sorry. Tough world. live, Learn life lessons. Sometimes you hit the slide instead of the, the ladder. Right? That person is the minimum amount of competitive that makes a professional sports team. So there are people out there. There are athletes out there that are competitive as all get-out, LeBron James-level competitiveness, that were robbed of their chance to win. And like I say often, you know, winning a Super Bowl, winning a World Series, those aren't opportunities that come around a lot. The reason we get so upset at calls, like when the Rams defeated the Saints in, in, in the conference championship game, that rob one roster of a chance of making it to the Super Bowl, the reason I get so upset about it is because there are players on the team where that is their only chance to ever make it to a Super Bowl. That is the only year where they have an open window to achieve the thing that they have been working for since they were five years old. If the Astros don't win that World Series in 2017, there is somebody who on whatever team would have won that World Series that will never get an opportunity to do so now, and their entire life, the only thing they've wanted to do is win a World Series. That's hard to listen to. And LeBron is sitting there saying, yeah, it's hard to listen to. Remember, LeBron didn't have an easy time getting a championship in the NBA. He had to wait you know, better part of a decade. He had to go to Miami. He had to team up with Dwayne Wade. He had to team up with Chris Bosh. And even then, they still lost their first trip to the finals against the Mavericks. And and he knows what it's like to feel like, geez, I can't reach my goal. And, And it hurts and it stings and it's frustrating. And then to even think about having that feeling put into your gut because of a cheater. LeBron is right. And I know some of you don't like it because you don't like what LeBron says or what he represents or you don't like that he went to Miami or you don't like that he's in L.A. But LeBron is right. He's right. Listen here, baseball commissioner. Eye roll, side eye. Listen to the commissioner of basketball, a.k.a. LeBron James. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back to round out this hour, I want to talk about Cam Newton a bit and how it appears as if his time in Carolina might be coming to a close. Next, Tim Donnelly Show.
1: More of the Tim Donnelly
0: Show next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley WRAD. 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM as well. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Mockadoos studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline. Speaking of Mockadoos, tonight, Mockadoos, 7.30 to 8.30. I will be uh, on our sister station, 105.3 The Bear, uh, getting you set for the Hokies taking on Miami. Uh, We'll be breaking down that game more, obviously, during Hokie Hour. Um, but, but from 7.30 to 8.30 tonight, I will be live at the Blacksburg Mockadoos uh, doing the, the, the pregame thing, the tailgate show thing for our sister station 105.3. Sounds good. Uh, right now, let's talk Cam Newton. Just, I mean, just the headline. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover. I know, I know you're not supposed to judge a person by their appearance. I know you're not supposed to judge an article by their headline. But when there's a headline like this one from Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer, Cam Newton and the Panthers' inevitable breakup has never been more clear. The end is near. That's pretty on the nose, right? That's that's pretty much you know what, what they're getting at. Cam Newton eventually, whether it's now, whether it's in a month or two, whether it's right before the season, will not be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. And it's crazy to think of, you know, a few years ago when he was an NFL MVP, considering he's the most accomplished offensive player in in Carolina Panthers history, considering he led them to a Super Bowl. And contrary to what maybe history might say about that Super Bowl, it was not a blowout, right? The Denver Broncos had a dominant defense, but, but they did not uh, run away with it against the Panthers. And now it appears as if Cam Newton is on the way out. And and to me, it is automatically a business decision by the Panthers brass. Let me explain. If, if you just were thinking of the best chance you had to win a Super Bowl, you would keep Cam Newton. Because he has proven, when he is on his game, when his and T's are crossed, eyes are dotted, he's on his P's and Q's, he's good enough to get you there, right? If you were just saying, what is the best chance we have of winning a Super Bowl this season, you keep Cam Newton. But it's tremendous boom or bust, right? If he does show wear and tear issues and gets hurt again, and suddenly you're pressed into another season with the likes of Kyle Allen, and the likes of, I don't even, Taylor Heineke. I I don't know what what ragtag bunch they were trying out there last year, but, but if you're pressed into that, things will bottom out quickly. And guess what? If you're Matt Rule, you're a new coach in the NFL, you can't have things bottom out. Correction, you can't have things bottom out if you choose Cam Newton as your quarterback. Choosing Cam Newton as your quarterback is Matt Rule non-verbally telling the world, ownership, and other NFL decision makers, I can win with this team. Give me the quarterback that can win right now. Give me Cam Newton. Getting rid of Cam Newton says the opposite issue, right? Getting rid of Cam Newton says, this team's not ready to win. Let's start rebuilding. Let's get a young guy in here. And let's build this team back up into a team that can possibly win. And you know what that mindset brings? Job security. Job security. Because it'll look really bad if he if things do bottom out for him if he chooses to keep Cam. If he keeps Cam, that's him non-verbally saying, "I can win with this team. I can win with this team." And then when he doesn't win. And then if he doesn't, which I mean, he uh, he might well, win, yeah. right? But if he doesn't, now everyone's going, "Wait, do you are do you know what you're talking?" Are you the right man for the job? You thought you could win with this team. But imagine this. Sends Cam Packing. Somehow acquires Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Right? Somehow acquires Justin Herbert. Right? All of a sudden, you got a new era. All of a sudden, you got a quote-unquote new era. But Herbert needs a year to develop because he's kind of raw. Tua needs a year to get healthy because he's coming off the injury. Now, suddenly, it doesn't matter what happens this year. Sure, you're going to try to win, but if you lose, it's a rebuilding. got Tua coming. we got Herbert in the building. Right? It's all about framing your decisions. I go back to the scene in Moneyball where uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, the manager, looks at Brad Pitt, Billy Bean, and says, Listen, I'm managing this team in a way that I can explain in job interviews next winter. And you realize that a lot of people in professional sports are making decisions not to win the game or set themselves up with the best chance to win the game. They are making decisions with their own job security first and foremost, right? It's why I say I wish everyone could operate a team the way Bill Belichick operates the Patriots. He'll cut a second-round pick, right? He'll send Chandler Jones away for for draft picks because he has the the type of job security that six rings will get you, where he can say, "I don't have to worry about my job." Matt Rule does, right? Chances are Matt Rule will not be coaching the Carolina Panthers in five seasons. He just wants to get as many years as possible to give himself a shot to prove himself. And bringing Cam Newton starts that ticking clock in the corner one season earlier. If 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 I were him, I'd keep Cam. I'm a risk taker, right? I'd say, listen, if Cam is healthy, we could go to the playoffs. We can make a run. Let's see what happens. If Cam blows out his shoulder, rips an ankle, tears us something in week number two, I'm gonna have to coach my butt off. To make everyone still believe in me, but I have confidence in myself. Matt Rule, assuming he gets rid of Cam Newton, is saying, I'd like to take the three year plan. <laughs> I'd I'd like I'd like to take the safe, cautious, you know, two year minimum, likely three year plan. Which, you know, hard to fault him for it, right? He's worked his whole career to get to the NFL. He doesn't want to have a cup of coffee, he wants to have a full meal. Hard to fault him on that. Panthers fans, though, I'd buckle up. It looks like they're getting ready to rebuild, and uh, that's no fun. As a Sixers fan, I can tell you, the full rebuild, no fun at all. Yikes. Uh, Let's take a break. When we come back, Hokie basketball tonight against Miami. We will get things started, get the table set for tonight's contest right here as part of Hokie Hour on, I almost said 105.3, but that's our sister station where I'll be hosting the tailgate show later today. Right now, we're on WRAD.